Thank you to the Patreon supporters of the What Remember podcast of January 2022. Adam S., Sarah P., a.k.a. Situational Daddy on Instagram, Elio, Nathan E., Jacqueline M., Paul and Sandy J., Matthew J., and Big Time Jim. Help support our show by going to patreon.com slash whatremember and pledging a monthly amount. Thanks. Oh. Wow. Ready to go. Ready to go. I'm ready to go. So what's new? Pussycat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new? Pussycat. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want to know, like, what's new? What is new? Is that Tony you? Bennett? Sings that? It's like Tom yes. Jones. Tom oh, Jones. Tom. Yeah. Why did you say Tony Bennett? He probably. I mean, I feel like that's ex- totally plausible. <laughs> Tony Bennett? <laughs> Do you think that's not a decent that's guess? It's a Tom Jones know? song. Oh, okay. What's your pussy get? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's your pussy get? in a loop. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the. Uh, uh, the, the, the song that you have to clap when everyone says something, or was it? The Friends theme? <laughs> oh, is it the Friends theme? It's, it's like, like a, be- it's like a Beatles song. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah, that's the one. God, I hate when that song comes on That now. song is like so popular now. I was I, feel, I hate feeling like the Killjoy, but yeah, as soon as that comes on, I'm just like, can we not, though? Turn please, it off. Please. I don't mind it The song so is fine. Much. It's just that bit that I hate. And I, I don't know why. I don't Maybe know where the bot, grouchy bot, with bot old age, but from. I also hate, yeah, I hate the sweet home Alabama. The Kid Rock version. <laughs> the funniest thing no, about not, that. No, that's the Bob Dylan version. The, the, the funniest thing sweet about that is Alabama. every time somebody brings up that song and they're like, oh, I hate that Kid Rock one that's about like the, it's like the sweet home Alabama song. It's not. It's actually. It's actually the Werewolves of London song. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Werewolves of London. I like that. It's like super Zivon. Who is it? Warren Zevon. That's a great song. It's like one of one one of the best seventy. Are we sure it's not Tony Bennett? By Tony Bennett, Werewolves of London. By Tony Bennett. I bet he did a lot more than you're giving him credit for. Werewolves of London. That's Tom Jones again. <laughs> right. It's an Andy Tom Jones. My name is Bradley Jones. I am Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but it's a podcast where we try to remember a movie that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. And this is what we remember about Dirty Work. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. Now you have me well, feeling. Should, should we all be more animated? Like I do feel like that's more visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You've done that a couple times. Are it's we like filming you're, in three D? Like, t- should we throw things? You're rowing yeah. the title into existence. I, try to, I, I zoom in on things if we ever do stuff. If, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you watched any of the videos yet, but anytime, yet. Anyone, oh yeah. If anyone coughs, immediate zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone makes any noise, immediate zoom into that noise. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Don't go out of your way to do this. Well, be I on will. Me every time I like <laughs> have I my will. phone out, like we got, we got one bit there of an editing joke. That's how it builds. It builds upon a bit. We're, we're, it's part of the brand now, okay? Yeah. People are going to know branding us for that. And speaking of branding, who is in this movie, Andy Moldenhauer? Uh, Artie Lang. Yes. Is in yes, this. Mm hmm. And nobody else. So many no. other people. There's like a like, there's so <laughs> many other people. I mean, you haven't even announced, named the lead yet, but yeah. I don't want to name. That's you fair. name him. Aw. Uh, I'm gonna name him uh, <laughs> George. Wait a second. Uh, oh, is that <laughs> no? Not a new name. Oh, okay. Oh, it's gonna Norm be sad. McDonald. Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. Yeah, he just passed away actor. a few weeks ago from this recording. That's true. Yep, very true. sad. And because of that, I kind of know the plot of this like vaguely because I just I happen to be looking up the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we talked about doing yeah. it, I think the plot is pretty much in the title. Yeah, to some degree. Uh, I mean, I didn't really remember um, hmm. until I remembered some bits from this. Yeah. I actually I remember when I watched this more than the movie itself. Like I remember oh, the sure. setting I was in. I remember being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna watch Dirty Work." It sounds, it sounds wait, like wait, an adult Wait, why did you say it that way? Now, I was about to do, are we doing a flashback sequence? Or, or you, didn't, you didn't get too much into it. You didn't no. get too much into it, though. It was like, like ooh, we're going to watch this dirty movie. It was like one of those, no, we were like, oh, it's going to be like one of those like edgy adult movies like Porky's or something. Oh, and, and then I we're see. like, oh, it's just funny. It's just really funny. I don't it happened to be the first the season of uh, Dirty Jobs. Right, yeah. Oh, Mike Rowe. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. He's, they're they're going to do gonna scoop out that hog trough. Yeah. Oh, that's right. that, that sounded dirty. <laughs> That's right. It's dirty, <laughs> dirty work. Wait, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Steve Jobs, not a dirty job. That does not sound sexy whatsoever. Oh man, there's a lot of guest cameos. Of course, gotta have uh, some SNL cameos. Yeah, right? what, Chris, Chris Farley. Yeah. Oh, Chris Farley. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, Chris Farley. Yeah. Yep. Andy's favorite name pronunciation: Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, he's like the bookie that needs money or something, right? Yeah. Well, he's a yeah, he's a doctor with a gambling problem. Yeah. Well, or does Artie Lang need an operation, or does his dad need an yeah, operation? Yeah, his dad needs. <laughs> well, one. I read part of the plot. His yeah. dad needs a heart transplant. I oh, think. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have to raise this money to get well, Chevy like, Chase to do uh, it. It's not even like it's oh, to bump him. Like it's to bribe the doctor the to bump him up the transplant list mm. because the doctor is in debt to a bookie and is like gonna get killed or something or break mm-hmm. his knees or something like that um don rickles is in this film for a short yeah, time. yeah 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 Ooh, he's like their he's like their mean boss for yeah. like a hot minute i think they quit their job is maybe because of him and he's start their own thing sort of he's like their first job job sort of but it's for themselves right so that's like well, he's what gives them the idea to do this, so we can get into the plot. Yeah, yeah, we we probably should do that. They're kind of like like loaf about Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang. Yeah, they're like aimless, don't really have kinda a lot burnouts. of life skills. Gen, Gen X. They, they probably get high, but maybe off screen, or they're kind of like just mm-hmm. those kind of people. But they have a natural talent. They've been like childhood best revenge. friends. Yeah, yes. Even since they were little, they were great at getting <laughs> yes. revenge. For people. Is there like a, a bit or a montage in the opening? Yeah, there's a couple of like revenge. them as kids getting revenge, like on is the police do- or is something. Is the fire uh, dog bag poop on fire bit in this one, or is that another movie? I don't I'm think that's of. in this. No, no this one. This Dude, one turns up to eleven on their shoes. <laughs> oh, it's a missed opportunity. I I don't understand how you're not getting this. It's poop on their shoes. It's full of poop. Oh, God. On their shoes, dude. It's like one of the best. It's always sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
as um they no, they like turn up to eleven like there's some bully being mean to them. So they like plant guns in his desk at school. Oh my. <laughs> and, like get him yeah. arrested. Oh yeah, there's like a little kid that like hires okay, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well they they first hijack a car commercial in order to get their business out there. And they, mm, yes. they feel like this guy's like a real jerk to them. It's part of one of the, I think it's, it's double dual purpose. It's the, for their, it's a commercial for their job that mm-hmm. they like, they steal another commercial basically. And it's also, I think an actual job for them to yeah. like, wait, how do you embarrass steal this guy? a commercial? It's a live broadcast. Live broadcast of oh, like from this. Okay. For conveniences. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I was like so confused. <laughs> it's a, a live good, used car it. TV commercial. And they keep like opening trunks and being like, oh, it's another dead hooker in yeah. this trunk. It's <laughs> like dead Asian hooker. <laughs> They can, the trunks keep popping, popping, uh, popping up and more dead Asian hookers Yeah, in the they're trunk. like, every one of them has a dead <laughs> hooker in it. Why oh, would you man. do a live broadcast of a commercial? Yeah. Yeah. And then Norm <laughs> the like hijacks 90s. the commercial with his phone number and they like, this on, uh, we'll do dialogue? your dirty work. Hey, the trunk uh, looks kind of small there, Anton. This is live. I'm on live TV. Trunk's fine. As you can see, friend, it's not small. It's a big trunk. I'll show you right here. Well, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. What? No. It can't be. Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker. Hell, I know a dead hooker when I see one. What's happening? Hey, folks. Yeah, come on hey, down. Hey, here's another we dead hooker in this got... trunk. What? Oh, oh, my goodness. What are you doing? I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord knows I have. I can remember a time. Hey, look. There's Mitch on TV. Oh, yeah. There's Mitch. And there's the Saigon whore that bit my nose off! These are nice cars! These are luxury automobiles! I got a whole place! They're fully loaded! They're loaded with dead hookers! You're seeing things! Don't shoot this! This is not part of the commercial! Is some jerk making your life miserable? You want revenge? Call 555-0187 and let us do your dirty work! It's just like a montage of them like getting revenge for people and doing doing things. Yeah, I feel like there's like what are they what's their regular job? They can't um, keep one. They keep they have they've oh. eat, they've had like a million jobs. They like keep getting them and getting fired in like a week. Yeah. They because they just hate work. And they they feel like they're not good at it. So they finally are like, they oh, hate we'll working just... for someone. Yeah. And, they, and that's what they thought. And I think about. they get set up by Shooter McGavin. That guy is is in this yes. movie. Chris McDonald. Yes. That's what you, yeah. You're right. You brought that up again when we're in the faculty. Michael McDonald. Chris Michael McDonald. Yeah, that guy's great. Chris yeah, Ronald Michael he's McDonald. So he's so funny. He's and he funny. has a, he has a little doggy. And okay. they keep they keep making a joke that he's got his uh, thumb up the doggy's butt. There's <laughs> like a running joke about that. You think he's got his thumb up that dog's butt? And eventually, I think he does have does a thumb he? up that dog's oh, butt. Oh, yeah. no. It's got yeah. to oh. happen. That's like a Chekhov's he's, thumb. Yeah, he's like an evil real estate guy or mm-hmm. something. And they said they he sets them up for a fall at some point. Right. I, so, I yeah, I'm not sure. Like, he basically tricks them. Like, he hires them to, like, get revenge on himself. He sort of frames it like they're going to help him, like, commit insurance fraud or something. Where he's like, oh, like mess up my building and then i can like collect on the insurance stuff so he pays them to do that and then it turns out it's like it's a rival developer's building and they like wreck it so that he can buy it for cheap yeah it may even been like a friendly face that they helped earlier they know yeah it's gotta be right that's that's how you really turn Mm -hmm. the screws 
So they kind of got, it sounds like they got wrapped up in a scam. Then. Yeah, they got hooked. Yes. Bamboozled. They get tricked. And I think it also, like, all the people that did live there get, like, evicted. And it's, like, all of their friends yeah. that they've been working for, then now they're all mad because mm-hmm. they, like, all have homes. lost homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a big divide between Norm and Artie, too, because that's just what happens in movies. Sure. Right near that third act well, where they're like, just mad at each other. pulls them apart. Yeah. What mm-hmm. they're doing. Yep. Is there, there's got to be a girl love interest for Norm? Taylioni, or not Taylioni? Uh, the girl from Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place who looks like Taylioni. Oh, and gonna, she's you're in gonna Monk. Help me with another one. She's in Monk. Oh, and she's in. Uh, and you see Monk. I I yeah. And and I you know, know Monk. I know who you're about. She's blonde, <laughs> short hair. Yeah, I know. Two guys are going to pizza about. place. You ever watched what that? What was it? The, there's a jungle out there song. Was that Randy that's Newman? A, yeah, that's yeah. The theme for Monk. The theme for Monk. Well, it's one oh. of the themes for Monk. There's a monk out there. There's a jungle I didn't, out I didn't there. Okay. <laughs> Poison in a very eerie breeze. Show people got no reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there's definitely a love interest. I forget her name. I had a crush okay. on her as a kid though, when she was in Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. <laughs> I love that. You, like you have to say the whole title. Yeah, you have it's to. So long. You got to give credit to Ryan Reynolds being in that. He's in that His sitcom. Yep. He's in that. Yeah. yeah. He's in that. <laughs> yeah. He's in that. <laughs> it's two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. What's not to love? Is it a sentient pizza place? It's not like in the future. Hey, John, come over to it's my like shop. Disney's I'll give you some house, food. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Cheers, but a pizza place. I'm imagining there's got to be some kind of fallout with this girl because mm. of what he's doing. Maybe her dad owns the oh. place that they destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. You just okay. put my dad out of business. Now I'm, you know, something. Maybe it's even her. Maybe they screwed up so for her. And she was like Joe's apartment vibes. And she's one yeah. of the like, She's probably there one of the Joe's people that vibes. gets kicked out or something when they wreck mm-hmm. it. She has a connection, I, I, I do believe. Yeah, there's got to be something like that. They help them to fix it at the end, but I'm not quite... Do they? Yeah. I, I remember it ends in like a movie theater or like a play. Per- oh, yeah, it does. It, well, because it's like... I feel like it's one of those poetic things. Because like, it starts to... Like, Don Rickles is their boss at a movie theater where they're mm. working. And he's like really mean. And that's like they like pull a prank or something. Like they show like a, a, a porn movie or something in the theater instead of the actual movie to get him fired. Which the little kids are probably seeing it. Oh, yeah. And so that's when they, yeah, the, all the other coworkers at the, the theater are like, wow, you guys should like do this professionally. Yeah. Got to have that moment where they're like, we should do this. The food that builds like, America. There you go. <laughs> what if we delivered the, the pizza? Oh my God. Delivery. <laughs> it's not delivery. We're too busy to make sandwiches. Let's make just pizza. You're crazy! <laughs> Let's just do dirty work. <laughs> but you're right. At the end, I think, so, like, they they somehow have, like, a recording of him right. confessing that he tricked them to do this thing. That's true. Mm. It, oh, yeah, it also says, like, when Norm MacDonald has this running bit where he's like, note to self. Cancel <laughs> subscription to Playboy magazine. That's right. like, he's always like he's like he's like That's playing right. a it's bunch of It's one of the little mini recorders. Yeah. I remember that because yeah. that was one of those things I really wanted one of those <laughs> oh, after this movie. Yeah, for sure. Note um, to self: get herpes cream from from the market <laughs> before you go home. Yeah, like he accidentally left it running or something, and, and caught it when he like laughed at them about like I've tricked you both. You're both dumb idiots. Ha mm-hmm. ha. And so yeah, like he's. He, like he's the one putting on a play or something. So it's like it's a know. big night for him or something. And they like they end up hijacking the play and like playing the tape to the entire audience. 
So they're like, reveal, you're he's evil. Like these people didn't know that he was evil. <laughs> Look at the dog. Like, he's Finally. Shooter, he's, he's Shooter McGavin. Of course he's evil. He's trying to cancel him. Uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. me too. Wow. Is, is he trying to cancel him? <laughs> is that what they're trying to do? <laughs> another one, another innocent man. <laughs> Take it down. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not a, <laughs> uh, this is not a hill to die on. No. <laughs> no. It's like the rape uh, mountain yeah. and rape molehill bit. <laughs> That's right. Top Gun. Beautiful the top, episode. Top Gun episode. What are some scenes maybe in your mind that you remember? I remember one where they're like in a house and they're trying to like prank a house, but there's like uh, an argument that breaks out within the house and they're trying to like sneak out and someone like pulls up a gun and they just like kill there's like this giant like mass shooting inside of this house <laughs> what? and they have to like walk through really quietly and there's like gooey footsteps <laughs> oh, and like, but you know you don't see anything yeah it's just like all off screen just like tiptoeing like, you're like oh yeah. my god yeah. what did we do <laughs> they just like have this uh rube goldberg like set off of like just they moved this one thing and this argument broke out everyone just ended up <laughs> dead and they're like hey <laughs> did I do did that? I do that? <laughs> we hide these fish all over the house and they'll stink for days. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Go. You want it? Check it out. Looks good. What's the problem? It smells like fish in here. What is that? What, 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 what was that? Some sort of signal? Huh? Is that a signal? No. You wearing a wire? No. Is it that... really does smell like fish in here. You're a damn cop, ain't ya? That's it. Show these guys what we do to cops. Say hello to the devil for me. Behind you! Oh, I've been hit. Pablo, kill them! Kill them! Make your gun bark like the devil himself. Ah. Inhale, you bastard! Ah. No sweet Jesus, he got me. Mark, over there. Grab it. I use it to cut fireworks. Honestly, only have seen this movie one time ever, and it wasn't it wasn't like I caught it on TV. I actually did rent rent it. I think mm-hmm. from Blockbuster. Oh yeah, great cover. Uh, yeah, I, I passed it so many times where I was like, okay, I, I, I like Norm Macdonald. I'm gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only scene like I can really remember is that when they get rickles fired at the theater and like all everyone's cheering them as they like walk yeah. out of the theater i think he even gets like run over by like the crowd of people or something yeah i think that's probably right yeah like stampeded mm-hmm like black, like black friday style yeah what, what i like mean he's got a stunt double rushing out the 
Well, I mean, what's the setup? Are they rushing out of the theater? Or? Yeah, I think so. They, they knocked it down on the way up. Probably after they start whatever. This might not be in the movie. Film it is. Yeah, it's true. Might have happened <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Poor Don Rickles. He's dead too. He is yeah, dead that's too. True. A lot of dead actors yeah. in this movie. It would be kind of sad. It's like, why, why would they go and die? Yeah, <laughs> rude. It's like Artie Lang should be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the heroin, you know, keeps them alive. The happy ending includes getting the heart transplant. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, remember how they actually the get the money, though, because they, like, pranked, like, the, the Shooter McGavin was supposed to give that to them for the apartment job, and then obviously didn't, and then they, like... Maybe he also... Maybe Chevy Chase was indebted to him, and because he's going to jail, the debt's wiped? I don't know. No, because Chevy Chase ends up getting killed by his bookie at the end of this movie. Oh. After doing the operation. <laughs> so I'm oh. pretty sure that happens. Oh, okay. I, Yeah, I think he, like... He, every time you see Chevy Chase, he's, like, gradually more beaten up. I think, like, yes, has, I like, think you're right. And, like, a black eye. <laughs> like, like, more and more. Like, the yeah. taking him out. That's funny. <laughs> Artie Lang is like always like wandering off so Norm McDonald can have conversations with other people. I remember that being a thing. Because I gotta use the bathroom and just to get, just to get him out of the scene. So like <laughs> I gotta take a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like why doesn't Artie Lang get to be in this scene? He has to leave. <laughs> That's, okay. I I mean we could probably argue it, but uh mm. It's, it's the late 90s, and I'm sure Artie Lang was using drugs during that time, so I'm sure there might be scenes where he he could have even maybe needed to be in them, but wasn't available. Possible. Wow. You know, certainly possible. Do some research. It's very conjecturous of you. Well, no, I mean, he's talked about this a little bit on uh, some podcasts. Um, I've, I've listened to him uh, talk a little bit about this, so it's... Uh, it, I I don't know if it happened on this movie, but um, he was using oh, yeah. you know, lots of drugs in the 90s, for sure. So I'm sure he was using it through this time, too. I mean, Chevy Chase is in your movie. There's going to be drugs on the set. That's so a, you, a fair you, point. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he was using drugs, too? Oh, God, yeah. He was notorious for like getting everyone on set in SNL drugs. He was like the guy they oh went God. to. <laughs> and almost like said to have been the reason why he was on the cast. Because he was the hookup for everyone else on the cast. Yeah, I'm sure, man, like, I watched the first season of SNL, and he falls from, like, the top. A lot <laughs> like, of falls. Like, you know, yeah. He falls, like, from the top of the ladder, and it's, like, onto his back. It's like, dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny at times. It's really <laughs> funny, but that is so damaging for your back. Yeah. That's happened to poor Corker Romano. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Just, uh, Chris Catan. There you go. That's right. I think. I, yeah, I think I remember reading had, about no, that. He had number a of neck injury. Doing that. Yeah, because like the the slapstick they do like is real and like mm-hmm. he yeah he had hurt. a neck injury from SNL that he didn't know about until mm. like a couple decades later. Yeah, we talked about a it later. with Nick. I think in some episode yeah. or something. Yeah. So they probably don't do many live stunts anymore on SNL. That's uh, no, probably shouldn't do that. I think Chris Farley probably the last one to fall through a table. It's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. He was the best at it, though, to oh be honest. Gosh. He's great in this movie, too. He plays I mean, like a kind of a creepy guy with like a bad comb over. The the cartwheels that he does. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, my God. Mm-hmm. I can't even do a cartwheel. Yeah. Dude knew how to like, He's did so much great physical comedy like all the time. So good. And you didn't have to fall off the top ladder, I guess. Yeah. There you go. See, See that's, that's the key. Just swinging off a palm tree. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love that song. So I think that's all I got. Yeah. You know I, mean? I got nothing right, else. Let's watch this movie. Let's do it. Figure out what we got wrong. Let's do it. And what we got right. Let's do it. And dirty work. Let's do it. Mr. Cole said to tell you your services will no longer be needed. No longer. Look, fellas, I have an idea. Why don't we just get Mr. Cole on the phone? Hey, no, I have a better idea. Why don't we kick every single one of your asses, and then we go upstairs and kick Cole's ass, too? All right, I screwed up. What do we do now? Hey, homeless guys. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a dollar each if you go to this building here and run around yelling and screaming. Uh, you know, that's very nice, but I think what you probably need are, like, some psycho, out-of-control homeless guys. Yeah, we're more the broken, spiritless, I've-lost-the-will-to-live type homeless guys. How about for two dollars? Welcome back to the No podcast. We watch Dirty Work. Yes, we did. We did. No. <laughs> okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> There's so many good bits. Yeah, the bits. There's like full. This movie's just full of bits. It's, I would and say. Bits yes. become plot <clears throat> devices sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Not, all the, Not time, all the time, but some. You know, less than half the time. Mm. It's like. <laughs> you guys think of dirty work? Lay it on me. Parts of it were very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part like I all the physical I, bits were good. There were so many. Yeah, and the and the gag that like got too tired, but you saw it again. Like Norm getting constantly thrown out of a window. Throwing stuff. The, yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, a yeah, great yeah. physical gag. Constantly getting thrown out on his face and every, just like getting up. Like yeah, okay. Every time I saw that, I was just like, ouch. Yeah, for the guy that had work. to do Poor that. Stuntman, good yeah. stunt work. He had to land on concrete steps like well, five yeah. times. Culmin- like, well, it culminates in the in the balcony jump at the end too. Like when him and Shooter McGavin just oh, jump yes. off the edge. And I was like, I was that, not expecting good that stunt work. They can paint padding to look like cement. Do you, well, do you not know this? I figured he had padding like mm-hmm. on him oh, yeah, as he too. landed, sure. and I mean, maybe they had padding on the steps. I couldn't yeah. really tell. For sure, in the I'm dumpster, sure they had like no, the dumpster one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like all, <laughs> the, there were like bed. four mm-hmm. shots where he was thrown onto the steps oh, of like a courthouse. Through the glass or, window was good too. Yeah. Constantly thrown through glass. I thought Beverly Hills Cop when that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, my favorite bits were. Um, basically any time that they would do like the bait and switch like there's that scene where they're having like a heart to heart Norm and Artie Lang and then you find out Artie Lang's just been peeing the whole time oh on the roof and I'm like yeah I'm like okay that's a funny like bait and switch moment he's like were you just peeing the other bit I liked the most was the dad <laughs> trying to constantly see a whore <laughs> no, I did not me. like that at all. Did you bring me a whore? It, it felt on, a little too on. 1990s. Oh, I mean, know. a lot of this movie feels yeah. very too 1990s. Uh, yeah. When, when pimps were funny. Yeah, when or just prostitutes like... Prostitutes were funny. Those are if you hug your ass. buddy, it's just like, oh, come on, get off me. Don't be yeah, gay. Calling, calling everybody <laughs> fruits. Like, uh, Everyone's... Uh, two friends can't hug? No, oh, my not, gosh. not in the not dirty the 90s, work world. I guess. Not mm-hmm. in dirty work. Mm-hmm. 
No, my my other favorite joke is the bit where he, he's in jail. And he's explaining to Artie Lang what happens in jail, and Artie's like, "No, I've never heard." He's like, "You've never heard of that?" And then and then the, the bit immediately after where he's yeah. like, "Very disrespectful." You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I have never been treated like that. Never. Never. It's like one of the best bits in the whole movie. It was really good. Just holding on Norm. And he's, wow. Clearly just got raped, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like the reaction doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Can you believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Except for the except for the other thing. That hurts the most, but the lack of respect hurts the second most. Weaver, McKenna, you're free to go. What were your guys' favorite bits? Did Andy see it? I mean he hasn't said anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) Did Andy watch the movie? I did. I, I I did really. I don't know. That's like a good I said, question. the physical comedy is great. The the throwing in the dumpster when he's like a kid, okay. immediately being mirrored as an adult is very funny. You uh, might have seen like a clip on IMDb. Did you watch? The, <laughs> did you watch this podcast in the future to see what you got? What you're supposed to say? I just looked at uh, pictures that were on the back of the DVD case, and uh, that's what you I'm going with. You went and got the DVD. Oh, <laughs> and oh, no. didn't watch it. I googled online for hours just to find that, so that was so that I, I wasted my time where I could have been watching the movie, but just to look up the picture yeah. of the DVD case. That happens to me like that. No, um, I don't know. Like, I thought some of their revenges are just so good. Like, we didn't talk about in, in part one. One of the kid revenges is putting super glue on on his pants. So, like, they <laughs> yes. catch the crossing guard that's like molesting oh, kids. Yeah. Like, just immediately. That, that just, was like, a oh, great bit. Yeah, yeah that good was a- bit. This guy's touching my butt. Wow, look at this. <laughs> they put guns in that one kid. Yeah, no, <laughs> talking about that, I was like, yep. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that was about. And they put popcorn in the meter maids thing. Yeah, the popcorn was like which comes back the reoccurring, later. yeah, the recurring yeah, the, thing because they put in the bulldozers mm. when they were going to demolish the was it the apartment or it was the old lady's house? They, they were, yeah, they were demolished the old lady's house okay. for the parking. Oh, that yeah. was it. So we weren't sure so, about yeah, the relationship with the opera house. So mm-hmm. we we didn't understand why this is important. I guess so. Shooter yeah, McGavin's like the whole a billionaire mayor of the town or something. Is that Chris McDonald? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and okay. he's. he's <laughs> And he's determined to, like, bring back the opera house. So it's, like, his big pet project is, like, reopening. So he wants to bulldoze these houses to build parking for the opera house. And, like, he's focused on, like, constantly doing all these things, like, trying to reopen. He brings it up every chance he gets, like, whenever he's addressing, like, when when the building gets condemned. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking about it's it, you know it's a tragedy the residents are out here but we should what we should really be focusing on is the opera coming back so like it's just sort of his big thing yeah so the old lady gets our two leads to stop the bulldozer from tearing her house down and then that makes the news that Chris McDonald was in charge of that bulldozer and old, pulling that lady's house down and then he tries to make good but he wanted that house down yeah. for to build something or what, whatever yeah so they, they earned a bunch of public trust yeah. doing this revenge to stop the bulldozers because it's like saving a bunch of houses and then yeah. Chris McDonald sets them up to destroy a building 
that right. trailer Howard, the girl he, who couldn't remember from Monk in the yes. movie, his grandma lives in, and Norm Donald thinks it's full of prostitutes because they're lied to, and they end up destroying the building with sledgehammers and yes, uh, and so the spray paint. So the goal yeah. is that fun it, it both stuff. ruins them reputationally yes. from all the goodwill they got from saving the other houses, and also helps yeah Chris McDonald in his ploy to like build get more stuff for the house then the, I guess. the guy that runs the um apartment complex he has to sell it i i think is what happens right or yeah it, it wasn't be, clear like they say they condemned, condemned it or, yeah he just has, has to be, be really quick down. and he's upset he's like oh i'm gonna find whoever was and punch him in the stomach which was a funny bit uh, yeah there, there was a landlord that was a side character that, yeah. that owned the dirty work office which we don't really see like any of you barely see it like yeah, i was impressed that they like even rented scenes. one like they immediately they're like we're start a business immediately have a space rented and i was like you, you could operate yeah, that one out, out of, of a home like, because, yeah. <laughs> because of ghostbusters like I, why do you have to have like a business they immediately yeah, have a yeah. business space like they have a really nice sign even i was like how'd you get that done in a day there's some bits that you could have like a secretary taking like weird orders or if it was like focused on the business but it just seemed like a means to an end yeah to get that fifty thousand dollars yes absolutely yeah it was basically they had to figure out problem solve how to get fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and right they did a lot of revenge uh things when they were younger so they're like let's just keep doing that yep because they do yeah they get revenge on the the mean mm-hmm. theater owner don rickles and i i wished there'd been more of him like he's funny he i love rickles later but only yeah and, I, and the rickles is just so funny and i'm sure there's just like outtakes. hours of outtakes from that of him just going off on every single person in the lineup <laughs> yeah. that was it's there probably like, ad-lib too oh absolutely imagine. i'm confident like almost all of what he was saying was just made up because he's just so funny but you know like they get their revenge on him and that's yeah like all the other theater people pay them they're mm-hmm. like oh thanks like cool stuff and that's yeah so they, they get the so idea that's, yeah they i guess the, i mean they that, get the idea the that it's gonna work yeah by yeah. showing men in black who have sex with each other yeah that's the name of the movie <laughs> and it's very obviously like imposed on the screen yeah like this is definitely not showing on the theater screen. Like, oh, okay well stick it up there i guess it was funny seeing how much of the cast like clearly came out of you know i mean this is the case with pretty much any snl helmed like or lum helmed movie but like how many directly came out of uh like happy madison production like videos like the the homeless guy who's like you turned my life around oh yeah that, that was, was the, that was the host bit. from billy madison of the the <laughs> trivia contest at the end like a bunch of people just keep popping up that you're like oh they're like they're not a big actor but they're in all of these same films like all the I happy forgot. madison i like movies. the homeless guys that was yeah, no, yeah those they were bits really were funny. some of my other favorite ones the one guy was always talking like a very sentimental mm-hmm. message yeah and you talk so long and then like people just leave the one yeah the one shot is like it zooms in on him slowly and then cuts to like a wide shot that was a great and he's like alone that was a really like, good guys cut. wait wait up yeah. and then the other time he's like having a very sentimental message and zooming in on him and then norm's just like here's two dollars and just yes. like shut him up immediately yeah so he is they can't get into the building to confront chris mcdonald about like the fact that they he lied to them like so the security team in the building is preventing them so they hire the three homeless guys outside originally for they, he offers them a dollar to go in and run around like crazy and they're trying to explain well we're not like the crazy homeless people we're just the depressed, depressed and like you know sick of life homeless people yeah <laughs> two dollars <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. um 
They show back up later at the uh, opera house. Yes. And they're just like walking through the aisles, farting and stinking up the joint. Yeah, just annoying all the rich patrons that way. <laughs> yes, yes, because the one guy farts and he's like, ooh, did you just fart it? Oh, wait, no, that was me. <laughs> well, he's the same guy when they, after they do the run around in the building, when they're sitting back down, he's like, man, that was so much fun. Like, I was laughing so hard, I almost pooped my pants. And the other guy's like, almost. Yeah. <laughs> did the high five. Like, classic. Couple of buddies. I, oh, here, I can give you one of my favorite bits. It's, it's really goofy, but like the one one dude at the opera that is so into it was <laughs> yeah. oh yeah who yeah. looks like christopher lee for some reason yeah <laughs> he was i was dying every time he's just like they have the smelly people to really bring or the skunks to drive home the sense of despair and desolation like yeah. loving everything happening at this opera convinced it's all part of the experience he stands up and claps yeah standing up so good even the girl that i think he's with just like gets up and yeah leaves. she leaves yeah. like right when the skunks come out yeah <laughs> Chris Farley, we got those skunks going. He did. Yeah, he had his oh, patty man. speech with the skunks. <laughs> he uh, and it was so funny because I was watching that movie and like one of the lines he says was like ripped straight from a Tom Waits song, and I was just like, oh, I know that exact <laughs> line in that song. He was like, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, is what mm-hmm. he said, and that's from a Tom Waits song um, from like his '82 uh, album Rain Dogs. So I was like, oh. Okay. Maybe Chris Farley's Tom Waits fan. There you go. He got his nose bit off by a Saigon whore. Yeah. Yes. Another I, I another thought, wonderful 90s yeah. uh, uh, flavor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But she shows back up later in the movie. Yeah. Right. She After he gets his nose fixed and bites it off again. They're together. Yeah. Yep. And they're yelling at each other. So everything's sort of wraps my up. new nose. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yep. 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 He's so funny. Man, Chris Farley just like he's hams barely in the scene. movie too. I oh, think this is his yeah. last movie, I believe. No, yeah, Wagons East is I think not Wag- Wagons East is John um, Candy's. Um, oh yeah, Almost true. Heroes I think was Almost his heroes. last. Movie. Mm. But yeah, he has so much charisma. Like right in the beginning, he's like this angry guy at the bar like drunk in the corner and they kind of make fun of him and he gets mad and then like ah no we're, we're new year here we're just joking with you i give him a beer and he immediately just turns into the charm like oh you guys come on and i'm just like he he's so good. he's so charming and yeah, charismatic he's, so like, he's just so yeah like you can't not just enjoy chris farley all the <laughs> yeah, time he's like if you need anything anything at all just let me know and he's like he's like hey do you got a place to stay and he's like well the thing is, <laughs> the thing is <laughs> i got a roommate here he's got real just like feet. what like you just uh, said anything yeah, but the way he like turns the tone of that yeah he's like well, <laughs> well, 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 the, well the thing is here's the thing <laughs> Another weird thing I liked a lot and is like one of the smallest pieces of this film is just like most of the interactions, but especially the the meet cute with Norm oh, and Trailer and, Howard. And, yeah. Where <laughs> who? Trailer Howard. Who is that? She was the one girl in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's her name? Trailer <laughs> Howard. So she's one of Ron Howard's kids where they're named no, where they were no, <laughs> conceived. No, no. Is that Ron in Howard's trailer? Kid? Oh, that's funny. Hey. Um so like cause the you just he like sees her across the street and just like runs to go say hi or this is after Mildred first time yeah Mildred hey Mildred she meets him in the bar and they kind of chat right that's right she's like oh wow you couldn't even remember my name he's like no you just didn't give it to me so I made one up (laughs) like he's really charming like talking to those he's like he just starts walking with her he's He's like so where are we going like your apartment or just going this way like going to work (laughs) just immediately like charms his way in like he's just really good about it like all their interactions I really enjoyed she could have been in the movie a little go. bit more. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really underdeveloped their relationship, which also undersells the grandma bits mm-hmm. later. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I think they had, they had a couple too many plots going without really focusing on one at a time. Yeah, we forgot about the like the plot we didn't even get in the first part where they're brothers. Yep. Yes, that's but, right. But Norm McDonald's trying to keep it a secret the whole movie. Because he didn't know until, like, yeah, right, when Pops has the heart attack. Yeah, and, she, and shows them the locket with... Him and his mom having sex in it. <laughs> Which, know, okay, like I, I really did like later when, when they show Artie laying the picture finally, and he's just like, you cheated on mom? And he's like, no, she was there too. Who do you think took the picture? And I was like, okay, that was a good callback. <laughs> like, <funny. laughs> a good callback. Yeah. There's also <laughs> another one where like he's looking at another photo, and it's like, yeah, here's a photo of your mom. And Norm's like, no, don't show me that. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, wait, that's... uh. That's Artie's mom. He's like, oh, <laughs> well, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, then he also slept with his sister. So yeah, oh, yeah, that was a funny joke. So too. that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was kind of awkward. You slept with my sister. Every <laughs> time you kissed my sister in sixth, sixth grade and then slept with her in 12. <laughs> yeah. I oh. slept with her. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did we talk at all about how Bob Saget directed this? No, we didn't. I, 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 saw that came up, I don't think we'd mentioned that at all, but it popped up in the credits and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I guess this is his first directing film? It, no. Um, I looked it up. He did like two TV movies before this. That is, those House don't movie. count. Come on. This was his first like feature for <laughs> yeah. sure, but he didn't make This was back when TV was clearly beneath for, film, Andy. It's not yeah. like now where it's... Full House. Uh, I think he only... No. Yeah, he videos too. He was raking in the cash. Oh, yeah. Tell shoot. Me about Come it. on. Easy. He also, uh, he did, I think he just did this movie and like Farce of the Penguins. And I think those are the only ones he did really Did he make like, Aristocrats? Was that him? No. Directing? He was, no, yeah, okay. I think he was in it. Yeah, he featured in it. That movie sucks. Heavily, but, yeah. That movie's terrible. <laughs> it's it's not a movie. movie. I don't think I ever saw it. It's a bad movie. Everyone was it's, talking about it for a while. And I was just good. like, you know, I don't it's think I need like to It's just like a bunch of uh, talking head interviews of people telling one joke for an hour. Right. And it just, the joke never ends and it doesn't get funny. What else? I mean, this is a good, you know, it's one of those good, quiet comedies where it's like semi-low budget, like mid-budget probably, but like, you know, not a whole lot to it, but it comes out, it's funny, it's got funny bits, and then it moves on. And I feel like we don't, it's another one of these movies where we don't see a lot of the middle ground movies anymore. It doesn't have like the heart and the drive of like a Wayne's World but yeah. it's, yes. it's still, like, and, and as much fun. as I love Norm Macdonald, like there's clearly parts where he kind of struggles to, I think, emote the way he needs to in some of these scenes. I'm yeah. glad you bring that up because I, I felt that too. I like it. Yeah, I really liked I, him a I lot. I felt like he didn't some of his stuff quite had the emotional yes. reaction in certain scenes, like mm-hmm. especially the two holding up fish in the scene and it just plays out for a long time showing them just holding the fish yeah i didn't get any kind of like facial reactions from either of them right. i couldn't tell how they felt in and, that and scene. It's, it doesn't help too that he's kind of opposite Artie lang who is just like really going like getting into into these scenes and like i mean this film made me I feel want like Artie to watch did a pretty good job absolutely i made me want to go rewatch uh what was it uh, beer, beer league because like i he's really good in that like yeah yeah i mean it didn't bother you that he was constantly leaving like i said in the part one where it's like he just constantly <laughs> finding excuses to leave yeah in the first 10 minutes of the movie he leaves four times i gotta go I do this I thing pick i gotta do up. this thing That's That's he's constantly the one leaving <laughs> i guess he didn't pick that up we need norm to well, have there a were, there were scenes that didn't actually add to the plot and didn't go anywhere well there's a way like one yeah. where he gets his like car stereo stolen yeah yeah that didn't add to nope, the plot no. the scene where Artie lang is peeing off the side of the building and then the guy shows up and he's got he's drenched in pee that scene doesn't go anywhere add to the plot either although the 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 scene is relevant like what they're saying the setting just didn't add to the plot mm. at all i wish they kind of worked on the script a little bit longer and and maybe 
nixed one plot line and focused their attention on maybe yeah. what they yeah. already could, came up with. Focus on that romance a little bit more too. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Make you her could, more part you could of focus it. on that for sure. Because she's almost incidental to much of this. Like he meets her and that leads directly to the car salesman thing because she works at the car dealership where they do the commercial bit. I thought she worked for the commercial company. No, I think she works. Oh, did she? Because he says like, "Oh, you're working as an easy car salesman or something," and I I don't remember what she even said. But yeah, I mean, yeah, she's in and out, and like she's back and forth really fast. Like immediately, there's like the they like they pull one prank, and she's like, "You guys are awful people." And then he does. They do the one that saves the house, and she's like, "I misjudged you. I really like you. This is good stuff." And and then they do the building, and she's like, "Wow, you're awful, and I hate you." And I'm like, "Okay, like." And this movie also does that thing where, like, a person's trying to give out information that's going to fix the problem, but the other person won't listen. I don't yeah, want yeah. to hear it. That one almost... Like, if you just wait three <laughs> seconds, just let me finish it was, sentence. It was so... Deli- like, it almost felt tongue-in-cheek, because yeah. you're right, he's just like, let me... Please let me explain exactly... She's like, I refuse to listen. Like, And then, and then there, 10 minutes later, listen. she listens. And, and then like, she's oh. like, oh, you were trying to save your pop's life. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. you're right. I was like, it it's feels like it's almost supposed to be a joke, but I don't think it was supposed to be a joke. I think it was just accident miscommunication yeah Mis- kind of a rough it edge happens the all the time in like television programs well, oh yeah to be honest it happens all the time in i mean there's life. so many yeah exactly tons of like let me finish what i want you to say oh no it's crazy how many well, like yeah how many times the conflict just revolves around two people not explaining something to each other and that's maybe, it maybe i missed something even in this setup but like there was another time where a scene could have existed but the character shut the scene down it was like the girl was said something like hey do you want to go out and get lunch or what dinner or whatever and he was like i gotta work out what like he, he came up with an excuse on the moment to not hang out with her but i didn't know why he was doing that did he have a other I think he, obligation I, he was or? weirded out by the fact that that was is the grandma's house i think it was that scene and he just didn't want to have to tell her oh right because because it was the house that he, they'd been hired to prank so yeah, he knew the they were going to be doing that and he kind of wanted to just get out of there because he felt i think he felt bad oh. yeah. but you're right it's not super clear it, it wasn't like, clear to me and maybe I it, just it's also a part of him not being able to act very yes. well or yeah, i agree is that <laughs> yes. i i don't get the sense that he really thinks that is a whorehouse because yep. of the still how he like his delivery of it but it ultimately ends up being that way because he go like you're right. It's very it, obvious that it is not the case, and he doesn't. He doesn't sell me that he's like right. misinterpreting it en- enough. And it's like he. They're trying to play it both ways, where like he's like, "Oh, your grandma lives here," so the joke is simultaneously both that, "Oh, it's not a whorehouse," but also, "Oh, but maybe he thinks that her grandma." Is, is, a a, is a sex worker working in this place yeah so he's sort of like that's awkward that i know this about your grandma now hey are those prostitutes i mean who, who are those girls <laughs> they work with my grandmother she runs a business out of her apartment oh gosh 60 years old and still going strong yeah yeah i bet she is so uh would you like to come in for some coffee oh no no i have to go uh lift weights what um, okay, um, some other time, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, bye. Bye. But it's not clear which one they're actually going for, and I don't think it was intentionally, like, you know, multiple tundra kind of thing. I think this was, they were going for one, and it just didn't really work for either. I think it either. needs to be that he is convinced that that is 
what Chris McDonald says it is. It's a yes, rundown. I agree, and that because then it makes it. Bad. Oh, is that, like, is that why he believes that? Because I never, I miss that. He, he, Chris His acting McDonald's is just so bad that yeah. it's a horror. He tells yeah. them that's why he they, they, he needs them to go wreck it and get it torn out because it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like this. You know, the, the police can't go in there because they're they can't legally evict them because they're all paying their rent. Okay, like, that's what Chris McDonald says. That's Ooh. why he can't. And, do and it obviously, I mean, it was a total setup. Yeah, Chris McDonald. Um, but it should just be an obviously it, fake. It, once Norm McDonald gets there and sees the grandma and like starts to put two and two together, but right, it, yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah, but, but he know. like bails them out of jail in order to to have them uh, destroy this place, knowing that it's not his place. Right. So like. He he did the thing with the house and the bulldozer, which affected him, and then and and then Chris McDonald decided to set them up. Yeah, to mm. get revenge on them, on the revengers. Yes. Yeah, I don't know the. Yeah, it was a weird scene, but like I said, there. I mean, there there are still plenty of f- funny bits in here. Like I I like when the dudes like the, there's a point where they dress up as cops for revenge piece. Yeah, and that like, makes so they can beat up I the wish guys. There was more of that. And when the two dudes confront them later, he's just like. Hey, remember when like you had all those guys beat us up? Yeah, real hilarious. He's like, well, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but I thought you guys would be real mad about it. And they throw him in the dumpster again. Like, yeah. it was a fun interaction again. Or when like they do the popcorn stunt with the bulldozer, and the cops just follow a trail of popcorn all the way back to their office, and the cops are like, either this is an ambush, or these are two of the dumbest people to ever commit a crime. <laughs> they yeah. just walk right to the dumb. office. Like, good, you know, little transitions. But I'm like, I. The the more of tries, that, more the, of that, please. The movie tries to have it both ways, making them like both smart and dumb. And I was wish I wish it was one way or the other. I wish mm-hmm. they were either always on top or always at the butt of a joke. And yeah. or you can and you can do it either one. Like you sure. can make yeah. you know Artie the dumb one like, and Norm the smart one. Out. And I thought that was originally the case, but then they're both, they're both kind of dumb the whole time, but not like really dumb, just kind of dumb. And you're like, <laughs> that reminds me of like a great joke in the movie too, where like Artie was like. Oh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Then Norm was like, no, I have a plan. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, it's like one of the funny, I, I thought it was hilarious. Was like really I laughed one. out loud at that bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of I kind of uh, shot some fires at a... <laughs> shots fires, fired. Fired, fired shots? some shots at Artie Lang. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think he was actually clean during this time. Just coming off of... Uh, you know, getting kicked off of Mad TV for mm-hmm. you know cocaine use and drug abuse, um, but he's, yeah, he's, he kind of had a he had a lot throughout like his, the last twenty years. He's had like a on again, off again relationship with with cocaine and yeah. drugs. His character needed another thing. Like, if we're gonna get rid of a plot line, that's fine. But like, he needs to also be doing something because yeah. in like like Wayne's world, like Garth is like kind of playing counter to Wayne and like that doesn't yeah. seem like it's really happening with Artie and Norm. Any of them you have those duos really like you know well, basketball is the same had... idea they both yeah, like true. have their own things that are working and end up usually conflicting at some point with each other's goals. In goal this right. they both had the one, same thing. It they was, both have the it same was goal. Artie yeah. and Norm had to work on getting the money for Artie's dad and, but then it's like Norm also had the side plot of the girl. The only conflict is that they the secret that they're actually brothers that Norm can't tell him, and it's not really a conflict. Like, yeah, you're right. I think there absolutely should have been there was no real more character to why the dad, um, who I think is Jack Warden. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever understand why he was saying don't tell him. Yeah, I think it's actually like like, he's like he was going to upset him. It'll upset him. I'm like, okay, sure. Of course, there wasn't enough good motivation there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that's just not quite fleshed out. I think you're right. I there, think there's they just a lot of things. Uh, this, there's, there's a good holes. there's good bones in the script. I think they needed to maybe workshop it some more or something. But. Well, they like filled a bunch of plot holes with very like on the nose moments. Like he had the tape recorder throughout the movie, and like oh surprise surprise, he was recording the message the whole time. Right, like, that's pretty convenient. That, that was that a weird thing too. Like they didn't have a shot where they set up the fact that the recorder got turned on. Even like he doesn't take a note and then go do the thing. Like he does, it's, but it's like far away. He takes it oh, right before it? they meet the homeless people. Because I thought it was like when he got thrown out of the building or something, it clicked on. I, I, mm. Is what I thought it was. Oh, they yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. It, it was. It was too far they, away. They're from, not portraying it clear enough, the so they McDonald's set up like the. Oh yeah, so the audience audience yeah. is kind of in on it. It was like three scenes separated. It wasn't. It needed to be right at right before he goes into the office. He needed to have yeah. made, made a note of some kind. Yeah, make a note. Homeless people will do anything for two dollars. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And even do like I don't care. Do a close up of the tape recorder and it's still moving when he puts it in his pocket. I don't. I don't care. It's or like yeah. make it, obvious. Or yeah. make it clear that like at the end of taking that note, he got distracted by something and put it away. Like yeah. so, it's clear, it wasn't like suddenly like abruptly or anything. I wasn't like, oh wow, he recorded it. I was just kind of like, hmm, why did that happen? Right. How like it's not happen? like they establish a pattern where he like constantly mm. just leaves it on by accident right. or something. That needed and, to yeah. happen. Where like maybe he broke it and like realized it was recording this awkward conversation with the girl. Yeah. Like having got yeah, in like, trouble or that's something. What, like that was my thought. Or, like after yeah, after he gets thrown out, he takes out and it looks kind of smashed. He's like ah crap, but he puts it back in his pocket and you're like. Ah, so he was broken on. Like I, something <laughs> my, I don't know. My favorite joke of the of the movie is when Artie Lang is like smashing the uh <laughs> the phone machine. <laughs> and then exactly. the phone rings and he smashes yeah. the phone. <laughs> then Norman Donald like quickly like picks it up and like tries oh, to dirty get work. It. And he's like, dirty work. No, no, it must be your phone that's all that's yeah, our phone's fine. It must be your it must be on your end. That was really good. You're absolutely right. That was so funny. That was that really was funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. Oh it's full of funny bits. Yeah. yeah. Yet I I think the script needs a lot of work. Yeah, I mean it yeah, falls into that it falls into the, that kind of valley that a lot of those SNL alum movies kinda of end up falling into where it's yeah. yeah, it's like clearly sort of it, it pulls that like it's a lot of funny skits kind of glued together yes. with kind That's of what a plot it felt like to me. And there's not quite enough of the plot piece in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was a fun movie. It's not it's not a bad movie. I laughed a couple times watching it. Like fine i bet i mean i don't think it like it, it, it didn't catch my attention like yeah. the first time i realized like i probably had watched 30 minutes without actually watching it so right. i had to go back mm-hmm. you know and i had to start start basically the movie over after the first act yeah mm-hmm. and that, that time i paid attention but still i was yeah like, and, and i think i definitely think for any any sort money. of new audience members it, it will definitely be uh, kind of a tough watch because of how 90s humor and 90s edgy humor it is like it's, it's God, and my damn, like, how many people need to wear, like, enormous T-shirts that are longer <laughs> than your button-up shirt? Well. Like, the Norm was dressed like he was, like, a, a I don't know, a skater from, like, <laughs> <You're right. in laughs> early 90s. Yep. He's so skinny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's so skinny. I think that's all I got. I mean, yeah, I could talk yeah. about Artie Lang not having a nose anymore, but... Uh... Ooh, well, that's not... <laughs> okay. Let's we don't say we do. So, well, well, no. Well, just like Chris okay. Farley. Did Norm do another movie ever? Beer League. I think that was yeah. like really be, like the only other movie. I don't think he started again. Well, and I read the trivia for this one too, and it said that he wasn't even supposed to star in this one. Like he oh. wrote it and was like shopping it around, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, you star." And he's like, uh, okay. "I'm not an actor." <laughs> yeah, like he's like, "That really wasn't the the plan." You you talking about Norm? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, I read that he he um, 
wanted already to uh, audition for like the the main the yeah the main the mm. second yeah 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 second main role it was worth a watch i think yeah i'll just, just go watch beer league now it was worth a watch <laughs> yeah yeah for sure thank you for joining us on that episode and every episode that you do the next movie we're doing has the tagline the fate of the world rests on the courage of one warrior we remember Princess Mononoke. In a time when gods walk the earth, an epic battle rages between the encroaching civilization of man and the gods of the forest. When the forest has been cleared and the wolves wiped out, this place will be the richest land in the world. Now, the fate of the world rests on the courage of one fearless princess. I'm not afraid to die, and I would do anything to get the humans out of here. And one brave warrior. You fight like a demon, boy. Like something possessed. What exactly are you here for? To see with eyes unclouded by hate. Now watch closely, everyone. I'm going to show you how to kill a god. Fire! Billy Crudup, Claire Danes, Minnie Driver, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Billy Bob Thornton. You cannot alter your fate, however. You can rise to meet it if you choose. Princess Mononoke.